Hello and welcome to the Alive Church in Newark podcast. We're so glad you're joining us today. We hope that you find what you're looking for today and that you are challenged and inspired to pursue the life that God has for you. Enjoy the message. So I, I love how God works, and I should never be surprised. But uh, this morning, I'm also talking on Daniel, and I had, didn't speak to Katie. Katie did not know this. <laughs> maybe I should have done. Uh, maybe I'm confessing something here. But we're actually looking at Daniel in the furnace. Well, not Daniel in the furnace. He didn't go in. But from Daniel, when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are in the furnace. So that's kind of cool, isn't it? And also, um, all of the worship songs, everything, it's just felt like it's really set up for what um, I feel God wants to talk about this morning. So uh, I wonder if any of us have ever felt that um, we're in a, a difficult situation, in a bit of dark, uh, struggling to see God, maybe wondered where God is in that situation, maybe even felt like we've been a bit deserted in that situation. Is God even with me? Am I on my own? What is happening? And yet, when we get through to the other side, we can look back like that wonderful poem um, and see that God was with us the entire time, that God walked with us. But sometimes in that moment, we just think, where is God? Where is he? Is he with me? Am I alone? And yet, with hindsight, we look back and we see that God was always with us. God never left us and he carried us through that difficult time. And all of us will all face difficult times. All of us. I'm sorry to say it feels a bit, it feels a bit sad to say, but we will. And life is hard at times. Um, and I really feel like God has spoken to me about Daniel 3 and the furnace and the ways that we learn about how God delivers us in those difficult times. Because God always delivers us. God always delivers us through those difficult times. So I'm going to start by um, reading from Daniel 3. So that's our main verse, verses for today. Daniel 3, 15 to 27. If you want to find that, I'll give you a little bit of context around Daniel and what we've seen up until this point. So the book of Daniel is about um, some Jews that have been exiled to Babylon and, uh, well, not exiled, actually, no, sorry, like taken by the Babylonians. Um, and they've been told that they need to serve the king, that they need to worship the Babylonian gods, so King Nebuchadnezzar and, and their gods. And um, we hear about Daniel and some of his friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who are fighting this and saying, no, I'm, I'm a Jew, I serve God, the one true God. And all of Daniel is, is this kind of battle between them being pulled by the culture of where they live and their firm and solid faith and belief in God. And so Daniel's an amazing book. It's action-packed. And just before um, we get to where I'm going to pick up from today, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar has built a huge golden statue of himself. And he's told everyone that when they hear the music, when they hear the lyre, the harp, and all these cool old instruments, they've got to bow down and worship this huge statue of King Nebuchadnezzar. And so uh, he's gathered together all of his satraps and his prefects and all his, his big people, and um, he's told them this. And then uh, some of the, I think it's the astrologers, they come back to Nebuchadnezzar and they say, there's some people that are not worshipping when the music plays. 
They're not worshipping this statue. And King Nebuchadnezzar is really angry and he says, bring them to me and I'm going to throw them into this fiery furnace because this is what I have decreed and they are not listening to me. In fact, it says he's furious with rage. Furious. And so here we go. We pick it up from here. It says this, and this is King Nebuchadnezzar speaking. Now, when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into this blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will never serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and he ordered the furnace to be heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them in the blazing furnace. So these men, wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes, were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace was so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took these three men, firmly tied, uh, sorry, took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leapt to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, were there three men that we tied up and threw in the fire? They replied, certainly, O king. Then he said, look. I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. Great. So there's three scenarios that we can learn about furnaces and how we are delivered by God and with God when we find ourselves in those difficult situations. And the first scenario is that we are delivered from the furnace, okay? We're delivered from the furnace. We don't have to face the furnace. Now, this might look like um, going to the doctors and you've got a lump and the the doctor says to you, "Hmm, in all my career, any time I've seen a lump like this, it's malignant. But we'll do the tests, but I've never, you know, I've never seen one like this and been wrong. And, um, and so you think, oh my goodness, wow, this is, this is bad news. Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray. I'm going to gather my friends around me and we're going to pray. And we're going to wait for these test results and we're going to find out. And then you go back to the doctors to get your test results. You're pretty sure they're not going to be good. And the doctor says to you, in all my life, I have never been wrong in all of my career, but this time, it's benign. The, the, the lumps disappeared, the whatever, it's not there. And God has delivered you from the furnace. You haven't had to face that furnace. And in that, our faith is built. 
Our faith is built. God has delivered me. And not just our faith, but the faith of the people that we've prayed with, that we've gathered around us, that we've shared this with. Maybe even, you know, that, that doctor, you get to share your faith with that doctor and say, it's because we prayed. Our faith is built. And that's great. That's amazing. But actually, sometimes in those situations, and I know this has happened to me, that that's not necessarily long-lasting, you know? After a few months, maybe we begin to think, well, you know, maybe the doctor was wrong, and it was, it was fine anyway, or maybe it was just coincidence. Maybe I never did have anything wrong with me. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe the car accident I narrowly avoided is just because I'm a really good driver, you know? And we can maybe sometimes start to explain things away and remove God from that situation. So that's scenario one. We're delivered from the furnace, from the fire, and our faith is built. And um, we actually see Jesus praying for scenario one, don't we? In, In the Garden of Gethsemane, he prays, Lord, if you're willing, take this cup from me. I don't want to go in this furnace. Lord, if you're willing, take this cup from me. And maybe Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were quite hopeful for this outcome, that they wouldn't have to go in the furnace, that God would smite the furnace and it would stop working. Or um, King Nebuchadnezzar would have a sudden change of heart and be like, whoa, I've just had an encounter with God. You guys are right, I'm wrong. Let's take this statue down and blow out the furnace. You know, maybe that's what they were hoping would happen. And just like with Jesus, that's not what happened. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did find themselves in the furnace. They had to go in. And this is scenario two. We are delivered through the furnace. So we still have to go in there, but we are delivered through it. And when we're in the furnace, this can be those times when we start to wonder where God is in those situations. Where is God? Is God with me? Can he hear me? Does he know that I'm struggling? Does he see that this is hard? And... um. And that, that, that can be really difficult, can't it? Furnaces are hard. But the thing about a furnace is that it's fire. And we can't be refined without fire. So in the furnace, when we are delivered through the furnace, our faith is refined. There is a purpose to the furnace. Read in John 11, 4. If I was prepared... It says this. Here we go. It's when um, Jesus has heard about Lazarus and Lazarus isn't well. And he says to them, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. And this is maybe sort of what we see when you have to go into that furnace and we're delivered through the furnace that this sickness will not end in death God's son will be glorified through this and we are refined in the fire our faith is refined in again in 1 Peter verse 1 it says this I was prepared I did put in little savers. 1 Peter 1 verses 6 to 8, it says this, in this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith 
of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. So the furnace is hard, but the furnace is there for a purpose. We are refined when we are in the fire. And what I love in Daniel 3 is when King Nebuchadnezzar looks in the fire and he jumps up in amazement and he says, weren't there three people we put in that fire? But there's, there's four now. There's four now. Do you think Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego knew that they were going to go into this fire and meet Jesus in that fire? I bet they had no idea. I, bet, I wonder how long they were in there with him. I mean, did they get to speak to him? Did they know that he was there? Or could people just see it from the outside? Yeah, it's lovely to kind of imagine those situations. Was there a conversation? What happened? But Jesus was there with them in the fire. Even Nebuchadnezzar himself says he looks like a son of the gods. This fourth person looks like a son of the gods. That was Jesus. And sometimes when we're in the furnace, we can't see Jesus for all the smoke that's around us. But Jesus is there. He's in the furnace and he walks with us. And maybe for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in this particular case, maybe it wasn't right for them to be delivered from the furnace. Maybe they needed to be refined and their faith built by meeting Jesus to face what is to come in their lives because they're still going into a Babylon that serves other gods. They're still going into a difficult situation and maybe this furnace refined them in preparation for what God had for them in the future. And actually, as we continue into Daniel 3, Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the king of, um, to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's commands and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. So actually, just this act of faith, this belief, where they say even themselves, well, even if he doesn't, even if my God doesn't deliver me through this furnace, I will not worship your God. This act of faith opened King Nebuchadnezzar's eyes to the real God. And then there is scenario three. Now, scenario three is probably the scenario that we all want to avoid. So scenario one, we're delivered from the furnace and our faith is built Scenario two, we're delivered through the furnace and our faith is refined. And scenario three, we are delivered into the, um, through the furnace into the loving arms of God. This is probably the scenario that we all want to avoid, isn't it? That actually sometimes we see scenario three as the battle lost, the failing, the end we didn't want, the situation that was the worst possible outcome. Scenario three, being delivered into the arms of God. But why? <laughs> why? Being delivered into the arms of God, the loving arms of God, into a place that is better than we can imagine, into a heaven that the colors that we see now, in heaven it's brighter, that the world is different, that everything, that we dwell with God, that we can see God, that his presence is there with us. This is where we're headed at some point or another. 
And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew this. They saw this. Like I said, in verse 17, they said, even if he does not deliver us, we still love him. We still worship God because there is no battle lost. There is no bad outcome. This word really spoke to me at a very difficult time in my life when I thought that when my mum, who was very unwell, died, that the battle was over, the battle was lost, that God had failed me, that everything was wrong, that I'd been let down. But actually, scenario three is the best possible outcome for my mum. <laughs> my mum is whole. My mum is in heaven. My mum is happy. My mum is living with her God and her maker. My mum is in the best possible place that she could be. And yet, as humans, and, and maybe this is how God has created us, we struggle to imagine that there is something better to come, don't we? We think that what we have now will be really hard to leave behind. And it's almost like those situations where we look back and we think, oh, that was really difficult. Where was God? Oh, yeah, actually, God re really met with me in those places. We're going to look back and think, I thought that was good. Like, look where I am now. This is amazing. <laughs> and when we are delivered into the loving arms of God, our faith is perfected. Our faith is perfected. Everything is complete. Our faith is perfected. One way or another, we will come out of the furnace. One way or another. And I don't want anybody to feel like this morning I'm belittling the furnace or that I, I'm not being understanding of a situation that, that you might be in. I don't mean that at all. The furnace is hard. The furnace is hot. The furnace is smoky. The furnace is dark. The furnace is, is scary. We don't want to be in the furnace. And I really don't want anybody to feel that I'm just going, oh, it's, everything's fine, you know, because, well, at the end of the day, everything will be okay. Um, that's not that's not what I'm saying. But what I want to do is is to build your faith. I want you to know that, like I said, one way or another, we come out of that furnace. And any way brings glory to God. And any way our faith is built, our faith is refined, or our faith is perfected. I want to read now my my favorite Bible verse, which is um, is actually in Revelation. Controversial. <laughs> I <laughs> don't think many people say that, do they? Um, and I'd love for us uh, just, just to listen to these words. Um, you don't, don't feel that you need to, to read them yourself, and obviously you can if you want to, but it's Revelation 21. You might want to close your eyes. You might just want to kind of imagine this place that I'm going to talk about. This place that one day we will get to go to. It says this. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with human beings and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning 
or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To those who are thirsty, I will give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who overcome will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. I will be their God, and they will be my children. Loving God, almighty Father who delivers us from trials, who heals us, who protects us. Thank you for all the times that we haven't acknowledged your hand protecting us and keeping us safe. Thank you, Lord, for the times that we will never even know that you have protected us from a furnace. And Lord God, we acknowledge that in the furnace it is hard, that facing uncertainty and difficulty is hard, but we also know that Jesus, just like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego found, is in the furnace with us. Lord, you are not a distant God and you never leave our sides. God, help us to see now or in the future how you are refining us as we are in this furnace. Finally, Lord, we thank you that even when we go into the furnace and we are delivered into your arms, we are still delivered by you. And finally, our faith is perfected and we are with you for eternity with no more sadness or pain or suffering and we are in your presence. In a moment we're, um, we're going to sing going to sing a song and uh, not just any song a worship song and um, this song speaks about how how God is a way maker that he's a promise keeper and that when God has promised to deliver us we don't know how always but we know that he does and that even when we think that the worst possible outcome has happened in the loving arms of God. So as we sing this song together this morning or as maybe you just want to listen to the words and those around you singing it, we remember that this is our God. Our God is a way maker. He is a promise keeper. He is there with us in the darkness. He carries us when we are in the furnace. Thanks so much for joining with us. 
We hope you enjoyed the message today. If you did enjoy, you can subscribe to hear more from Alive Church Newark. You can share this message with your friends or you can share on your social media pages. We hope and pray you have a great week and meet with God. God bless you.